Hello, and welcome back to Idiot's Alphabet Soup. Hello, we are the idiots. <laughs> Great. Oh, yeah, anyway. My... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, a lot has happened since our last episode, because I don't think our viewers realize that, like, we recorded our episode with Catherine Howe, like, two days after we posted the, the previous episode, and so it has been almost a month since we've recorded a podcast episode. Yes, sir. And honestly, I kind of feel like I'm out of practice a little bit. I know, and, like, I kind of miss recording with you. Same. It's part but of my routine. It's part of my routine. Anyway, here we are. Um, so we, I think we should give them a little bit of a life update because there's been a decent amount of life that's happened in between uh, the last time we updated them and now. That is fair. Well, like top of the podcast, we got to talk about our progress with uh, monetizing our um, our episodes. Yes. We do need to talk about that. Um, okay. Do you want to tell our listeners how much we made so far? We have made 50 cents. I literally checked like three minutes ago. We've made 50 cents, which honestly, I didn't know if we would get that far. So I'm quite proud of us. I am so pleased. Like 50 cents. What can you buy with 50 cents? Um, You can buy... I feel like if you go to a garage sale... Sometimes you can buy a book for 50 cents. You can buy a fun little knickknack for 50 cents. You can buy two yes. gumballs for 50 cents. Oh my gosh, you're so right. We could get a gumball for each of us right now. Ooh. Ooh. I also <laughs> no, realized- We gotta save our nest egg for a cup of coffee, remember? Yes, speaking of which- um, I posed this to you right this question to you right before we started, but I need to ask it again now so that Potty can hear it. With our cup of coffee, is this like a um a Starbucks tall house coffee, however disgusting it is, just the cheapest thing off the Starbucks menu coffee? Or are we talking like our usual order? So you get your tall ice brown sugar ice brown oat milk shake and espresso, and I get my like tall Americano. Yeah. Tall Americano or Grande Iced Americano with half and half. Okay. Here's the situation is I don't think, I think we should aim high, right? So like a a tall brown sugar oat milk shake and espresso is like about five bucks. I feel like we should aim for that. Okay, so one tall ice brown sugar oat milkshake and espresso. Because yeah. here's the thing that I realized with Spotify is that, like, you cannot cash out until you have at least $10. Oh, oh my gosh. With $10, we can get both the tall ice brown sugar oat milkshake and espresso and your um Americano. Yes. Yes, sir. <gasps> okay, we got to yes. get to 10 bucks. We got to get to 10 bucks. We are one twentieth of the way there. Oh, yes. also... Share this podcast. Yeah, we gotta ask our listeners to stop this podcast right now and rate our potty on Spotify. Yeah, go and rate the potty. Um, I I think it helps. I Um, think it does help. Maybe. Yeah, 
and uh, we well, like if you don't like the podcast you don't have to rate it <laughs> yeah i mean i suppose if you want to give it one star you can but that would kind of hurt our feelings and how would that make you feel to be the person who hurt the feelings of two girls who are just trying to have fun with their best friend <laughs> that's evil <laughs> That's so messed up. Who are you? <laughs> you need to rethink your life, honestly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. There's been several, several things that have been going on. Number one, we visited each other. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, I visited you. <laughs> well, I visited you. Like, I think you visited me before... We put we recorded oh, our last podcast, right? Because we record the we yeah we recorded the podcast together. Did yeah. We? Um, I don't think so. Well, whatever. They know that I visited you, but they do not know that you visited me. Yes, I visited Catherine over Labor Day or like Labor Day weekend because I had an extra day off of school and it was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh wait, Catherine. Yeah, it, they haven't. They haven't heard anything from us since you last visited because they don't know that I passed the prelim. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Then you passed the prelim. Yay! Praise Good the Lord. Job. It was the analysis prelim, which is notoriously difficult. I'm quite proud of myself. <laughs> Good job, Jenny. Thank you. And Catherine got a promotion at work. Yes. So we're very proud of her. Data scientist one to data scientist two. I feel like <sighs> you would think that a promotion would be data scientist two to data scientist one. Like I am number one. No. But that, I guess I don't know anything about data science. And honestly, what do I even know about numbers? Oh, gosh. Um, but anyway, big wins. Um last month and so when jenny decided to um come up and visit me we had to celebrate right girly we had to celebrate um and also we went into this this time visiting each other normally we have like big trips planned or like big day long activities that we're gonna do and this time we were Mm -hmm. like you know what no we're like we just need to enjoy our time together like be chill just like Mm -hmm. take it easy relax (laughs) (laughs) and like think we are capable of relaxing honestly (laughs) i think we are but like that day was not one of those days yeah because Um, we packed like 10 activities in 12 hours we've had so many activities so first we went to well we did skip church um yeah we did we did uh but you know like Sometimes you just wake up and you just can't get out of bed to go to church. Yeah, it was um, it was one of those days that so like on like it was Saturday night and we like took the pullout couch from we took the pullout couch out and we were watching like a bunch of movies and it was very like teen sleepover whatever kind of thing and like we woke up at nine no at eight thirty and I was like well church is at nine like we can't get to church on time yeah and so we decided to skip sorry 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 god (laughs) anyway so then we went to go get crepes and Mm -hmm. and then after that we went to two flea markets and also to a bookstore it was another like independent bookstore so definitely better than books a million 
but I not better I'm, than Blacksburg books. Not better than Blacksburg books, but like Blacksburg books has my heart. So like nothing is better than Blacksburg books. <laughs> but we did get a couple books there, which is nice. We did, but they were so overpriced, and they didn't have a good like used section, which yeah, it's kind of disappointing. I don't think they had any used books, did they? They did. Oh, I didn't even well, see. They're all crappy, like murder mystery, like James Patterson looking books. No offense to James Patterson, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, and then we were leaving the bookstore. And I don't even remember how this came up. But I was like, Catherine, I bet if you and I just like decided we wanted to get really good at like shooting hoops with a basketball, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I, I bet we could be really good. <laughs> yeah and then i went well let's pick up a basketball like right now yeah so we went to walmart and got a basketball and went to the like local high school and just yeah shot some tried to shoot baskets for a bit which we were both so bad <laughs> but we got better and that yeah, and it was so yeah. fun it was so fun i don't think i would have enjoyed it if i was with someone who was like good because then I would have felt self-conscious. but And there was no one around either. So it was like, we could just be as bad as we wanted. And it was enjoyable. Yeah. And it was so hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, completely red. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, um, we shot some hoops. We went back home. And we like cooked lunch. Mm-hmm. And then... We got we ice cream. Got ice. We walked to friendlies and got ourselves an ice cream and we walked back home and then and then this is my favorite part. <laughs> yes this is the best part of the day so remember how we said that like i had just accomplished passing a prelim and Catherine had just accomplished getting a promotion we were like <laughs> we need to celebrate oh uh, and so there's this this running joke between the two of us that texas roadhouse is just like the fanciest of the fanciest. <laughs> So we're like, what if we get all glammed up and we go to Texas Roadhouse? Yeah, so we're talking full face of makeup, hair all done, like just dressed to the nines to go to Texas Roadhouse. And we're like about to go get ready. And um, Catherine's husband, Luke, comes back from a, from a day doing, I don't know, something. And yeah, he's he was like, out with oh. the boys. Yeah, he's like, oh, you're going to Texas Roadhouse? Well, like, I'll come with you. And we're like, mm, you can only come if you dress your best. <laughs> uh, mm. And so he had to, like, find his slacks and, like, his best button down in his dress shoes <laughs> to go with us to Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And before we go, Luke is like, oh, did you all make a reservation for Texas Roadhouse? And Catherine and I are to each other are like we're not taking the joke that far like this is texas roadhouse who needs to make a reservation <laughs> and we show up and there's a 40 minute wait for a table <laughs> it was so funny we like show up and it's like we just went to a funeral or like a wedding or something and like everyone there was like all schlubby <laughs> like basketball shorts and slides yeah and okay so it was a 40 minute wait and like we didn't want to we didn't want to commit to the bit that much mm -hmm. and so luke had the brilliant idea of going to wegmans which is like a grocery store next door it's like pretty 
it's i'd say it's on the level of like a whole foods kind of yeah honestly like we were significantly more out of place in our in our glam at texas roadhouse than we were at wegmans like walking around wegmans dressed the way we were it was like yeah this feels appropriate (laughs) Uh, but anyway we decided to go to wegmans and get steak and lobster Mm -hmm. and i was like jenny we got to do it. We got to take the, these live lobsters home and we got to prepare them in full glam. Like, don't take off your heels. Don't do anything. We, we got to do it like it is. Well, because we thought that, well, I actually didn't know how buying lobsters at Wegmans works, but the idea was that they usually cook them for you at Wegmans and they like mm-hmm. steam them for you there. But we were there too late because we had to go to Texas Roadhouse first. And so. We had to cook them ourselves, which I'd never, I've never, I'd never had lobster before, let alone cooked lobster. So that was exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got like everything we needed for steak and lobster. We got our uh, appetizer. We got some Iberico ham. We got some sparkling cider. <laughs> we got some sparkling cider. And then, um, yeah, so we decided to make a steak and lobster at home in full glam it was awesome yeah, it was great honestly it felt like this is what it must have been like to be a 1950s housewife to be like all glammed up wearing heels and a nice little dress and like eating steak <laughs> oh, but it was great it was so fun and like aren't my heels so comfortable jenny they are quite comfortable they did give me a little bit of a blisty because uh they are like half a size too small for me oh right because like as much as everything we like that you have I can fit into shoes are like a little iffy yeah I got a little smaller feet yeah I have my mother's feet which are a little bit bigger than yours (laughs) (laughs) to be clear to be to be perfectly clear my mother's feet are larger than yours are um sorry mom that having large feet is not a bad thing. And I wouldn't even say that yours are large, just bigger than Catherine's. <laughs> and to be clear, I have like smaller than average feet. Yeah, speaking of my mom, <laughs> she visited me this week. And like that She was, visited uh, me this week. She visited you this week too. This was like a whole ordeal. And if you want to know like the entirety of the story, you can find my mom on, on social media and figure everything out. Um, but yeah, it was, so she was supposed to, um, fly into Baltimore Sunday, stay with Catherine overnight, and then take mm-hmm. the train to meet me on, sorry, fly into Baltimore Saturday, take the train to meet me Sunday. And the woman yep. had, like, a bajillion canceled flights. <laughs> it was like nothing was working out for her. Everything was getting delayed. Everything was getting canceled. She finally makes it to Baltimore, like, a day and a day and a half late. Yep um sun's a night with Catherine, and then takes the train to get me so to down to me so like already my time with my mom was cut short um and then the last day she's here she gets she's like all sick she got and it turns COVID. out to be covid which is just like a whole other ordeal um which uh, yeah so it was it was an ordeal i was quite stressed i enjoyed the time with my mom but i did not enjoy the stress it brought about yeah um and it was, like, so funny because I was just, like, kind of spectating in the sidelines. Like, ooh, these people are in my house. And then they're gone. And then they're back again. Because, <laughs> like, your dad and Emily 
also like spent the night at my place. Yeah, because my mom was going to be like continuing to travel with my dad and Emily, but eventually it all worked out. Um, my dad came and scooped my mom and yeah, then they were on their way. So it's out of my hands now. Um, I've been testing, I've been testing myself and I'm testing negative for COVID. So that's good. Um, yeah. So hopefully I managed to steer clear of it, but yeah. So that was, (laughs) that's a life update for you all. (laughs) Okay. Catherine, do you want to explain to our listeners what this episode is going to be about or like what our deal is? Okay, so we've kind of been bouncing ideas off of each other on like um, episode ideas because I feel like we can only talk so much about ourselves (laughs) before we like run out of things to say. And one of the things that I've kind of been pitching is like, authors and like our childhood authors and where are they now and like what's up with them um and so for this episode we decided to talk about cornelia funka is it funka or funk it's funka with like an uh, at the end i think i i like googled it and there was some like clip of her saying it and also one time i listened to an audiobook of one of her books and they said Mm -hmm. cornelia funka okay well i just like i don't know funk yeah you know this is a this is this is not relevant but funk is actually a mennonite last name really yeah and so there's this there's this girl her name was annie Plummer funk and she was mennonite and she was a missionary and she died on the titanic oh wow yeah because her mom got sick and she was going back to visit her mom but then the ship she was supposed to take um it was called the Haverford, but it wasn't going because there was a coal strike. And so this guy's like, oh, you pay a few, pay, pay a little more, you can go on the Titanic. Super fast, super speedy, get you to the U.S. in no time. And she's like, okay, pays a little extra, gets on the Titanic. And then like, and then we all know died. what happened. Yeah, so the Titanic, um, the Titanic like hits the iceberg or whatever. And then she like had the opportunity to get on the lifeboat. Well, there's several stories. <gasps> Is she in Martyr's Mirror? She's not in the Martyr's Mirror, because I don't okay. think she's, she wasn't really persecuted, I don't think. <laughs> anyway, there's, like, two conflicting stories about how it all went down, but either way, she ended up giving up her her seat for, like, uh, mom and her son, and so she died, but she saved, she saved two other lives, so that's cool. Anyway, um, yeah, let's talk about Cornelia Funka. <laughs> anyway, I, now that that's over, Cornelia <laughs> Funka... <laughs> why why did we choose cornelia funka okay because um the last time we talked about cornelia funka uh it sparked like a six hour conversation between the two of us oh man so this is like pretty pretty early on in our friendship like a few months in it was summertime we were just starting to like spend some time hanging out and we had met up, we were like, oh, we'll meet up and like read together and like maybe discuss um, some something like some event that you had gone to the night before. Oh, right. Um, and yeah, so we we met up and like with our books in hand, expecting to like sit and read. And instead, we talked for like six hours and I had a sore throat afterwards. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And the thing was, okay, we were like reading our books 
for maybe like five minutes at best. And I just like put it down and I go, have you ever read anything by Cornelia Funk? <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah, because it turns out like both of us had read a decent amount of Cornelia Funk's books as kids. Although when I was looking into her, for this for this uh, podcast episode, I realized like there are a lot of her books that like I didn't even know existed, partially because they're written in German. Mm. Um, but yeah, we both we both had read her books, and we both like had really liked her books as kids. Yeah, I think my favorite um, book of hers was Dragon Rider. I also quite like Dragon Rider. I also liked The Thief Lord. Okay, so we bonded over our love of Cornelia Funka and her books. Um, so what are the books that we've read of hers? Maybe we should tell our readers what those are. Okay, so number one is, I think I've, the first book I read of hers was Dragon Rider. Mm-hmm. And then I read the Inkheart series, which is like a series of three books. Um, and then the Thief Lord. So I've, I've just read like five of her books. Oh, okay. and I read the sequel to Dragon Rider, but I was, like, way older because it came out in, like, 2018 or something. Okay. I have not read any of the sequels to Dragon Rider, and I also don't remember what order I even read her books in. So I read um, I read Dragon Rider because I, was, I went to community college for a day with my sister Emily because she was going to community college, and I was, like, kind of bored, and she was like, all right, let's go to the library and, and grab you a book. And she's like, oh, Dragon Rider, that's good, and gave it to me, and I read it and quite liked it. Uh, it's about this boy and this dragon and they like go on this quest and there's this this evil dragon and I actually bought the book after we talked about it at, at Copyholics and so I bought it from Blacksburg Books and I have it on my bookshelf what a great synopsis it was about a boy and then he ride the dragon and then they fought an evil dragon I mean <laughs> short but sweet right like that's what the book is about yeah um, but like get, but like i need to stress to our listeners like what a great book this is for like middle grade kids it's so fun and so like so whimsical there's monks involved like they go to this monastery and there's monks and like it's not just dragons there's like all sorts of fantastical creatures they call them fabulous creatures and like there are all these rules like fabulous creatures can sense other fabulous creatures and like they go on this quest like all the way across the world and they just come across like all these weird um beings and it's like super fun and like it's about friendship and the dragon and the boy are like best friends and the boy is an orphan (laughs) but like he it's about like finding a family and like he um there's like a little rat that rides in an airplane (laughs) and there's and there's also another is it a rat is the mouse Oh yeah, mouse the reds in an airplane. Yeah, and there's like another mouse who makes maps and like how cute is that? And also, um, like this is my favorite thing, is that the fantastical creatures, um, like they speak their own language, but it's understandable by anyone who speaks any language. So like they're not speaking yes. any human language, but like everyone can understand them, which I just think is so fun. <laughs> so fun and adorable. Um 
Yeah, so you should read Dragon Rider if you're a kid or even if you're not a kid because it's a fun book. And Catherine, there are actually two sequels to Dragon Rider. I found Wait, out. what? Yeah, so there's The Griffin's Feather, which I think is the one you read. Mm-hmm. There's also The Aurelia Curse. Oh, okay. <gasps> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I'm excited about those. And there's also, so you talked about the, like, Inkheart series. Mm-hmm. I've actually only read the first book to that series. Um, yeah, I don't know why. And I think I maybe started the second book and just, like, wasn't really into it. But the premise is that there's this guy that can, like, read things out of books. Like, if he reads a book out loud, the things will come out of the books. Um, yes! And How, what an amazing concept, first of all. I know. Like, I was... Oh, that was, like, the coolest thing to me as a kid. Because, like, isn't that, like, every freaking kid's dream? To, like... Yes. Something and, like, ooh, I wonder what it's like to, like, meet these people or, like... I don't know. As a kid, I always imagined, like, what would I do if, like, the characters that I read about, like, were in my real life? Like, how would I help them? Yes. (laughs) the The thing I always thought about was, like, the... The one that struck out is when he was reading um, the the BFG by Roald Dahl and how the like the dreams. No, the the snaws snaws. It's like a snaws something or other. That's like a cucumber, but more disgusting. Um, uh, one of yeah. those. He like read one of those out of the book, and I was like, because I always in my head wondered like, what was that thing like? What did it taste like? What did it the feel snaz-cumber. like? The cucumber. The snaz cumber, yeah. And so it was like, how great would it be if you could actually read that out of the book? Or the, like, whiz pop juice, whatever. Like, imagine yes. if you could, like, actually drink it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, really loved the concept of that book. And it was, like, fun and exciting, but also, like, such a cool concept. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, like... Okay. Have you seen the movie of Inkart? I have not. Is oh, it any good? No, it's like terrible. I feel like there haven't been any um Sorry, I got distracted cuz I just got a, a text that my uh film is ready at John's Cameras and Records and normally they call me and so I don't know what's up with that. Um anyway. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's no good film adaptations of any of Cornelia Funke's books, which is really quite unfortunate. And, like, somebody call Disney and tell them to get these rights and make a good, like, Dragon Rider movie. But, girl, what other adaptations are there other than Inkheart? Well, there's also uh, a Thief Lord movie that I have not seen, but it looks really really bad. Because, yeah, you cannot find it anywhere. Like, you try to find where to watch it online, and it's, like, impossible. Oh my gosh, Jenny, can I like tell you a little story about the Thief Lord? Yes, maybe shall we finish what we were saying about Inkheart and then get to the little story about the Thief Lord? But I really want to tell you the story about the Thief Lord, please. You know what? Fine. Okay, so I I read the Thief Lord and I, I really liked it. So, do you want to explain, like, what The Thief Lord is about? Okay. Or should so I explain? I can explain it, and then you can tell your story. So, The Thief Lord is another book by Cornelia Funke. And in this one, it's about, like, this little boy and his brother. 
his little brother um and they like run away from their aunt because their parents are dead so they're staying with their aunt and they end up with this like group of kids including this one who calls himself the thief lord and like runs the little group of kids and like they all live in this old abandoned movie theater um and they like steal things and and sell them off and there's like this this one item that they're trying to find um and trying to steal and then Mm -hmm. yeah there's just like a i don't want to spoil the ending but it's just like it's one of those one of those books that like borders on the edge of fantastical it's like the and yeah i love books like this it's like the real world but it's it's like kids doing things that kids like shouldn't quite be doing and there's like a little element of magic to it Mm-hmm. I just love those it's, books. It's kind of like Oliver Twist and Peter Pan if they had, like, a baby. Yes. And if you want to read a book that's similar to The Thief Lord, you should read this book called The Whiz Mob and the Grenadine Kid. It's, like, a very similar aspect. <laughs> I picked it up one time because the cover was pretty, and, like, it reminded me a lot of The Thief Lord. So if you have read The Thief Lord and you like it, you should also read The Whiz Mob and the Grenadine Kid. Yes. Anyway... So I remember, like, reading Thief Lord as a kid, and I, like, absolutely loved it. Um, and then I was at, uh, I think it was me and my aunt. We were, like, at the movies or something. And I saw, like, oh, my gosh, it's uh, <laughs> it's a movie adaptation of the book. Like, we should go in to the cinema and, like, watch it. It's going to be really great, blah, blah, blah. And I, we like walk into um, the theater, and I was like, "Wait, this isn't the Thief Lord." And it's like because I mess, mixed up the title, and I was watching a movie about the book thief. <laughs> and I was like, "There are Nazis in the Thief Lord." It's like, ooh, a book about a thief. That is the Thief Lord. <laughs> Like, I read the book, like, I don't know, like, eight years before. So I was like, ooh, that's great. And, like, (laughs) I can't tell, like, what eras look like. Like, it's, like, set in some, like, old-looking European-looking thing. That must be the thief lord. (laughs) It's like anytime Captain sees the word thief in some old-looking European-looking thing. Must be the thief lord. <laughs> so I had to sit through this, like, I mean, Book Thief was like a great movie, but it was like not the vibe <laughs> that I was looking for. Very much a different vibe. I really love the book, The Book Thief. I've never watched the movie though. Yeah, it was okay, but like maybe I thought it was okay because I've never um read the book. Yeah. Well, you know, your philosophy is to watch the movie and then read the book, so maybe you should read The yeah. Book Thief. I mean, yeah, The Book Thief. The Book Thief makes me cry every single time I read it. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the potty before, but literally I sob every time I read The Book Thief. I can just pick it up and read the last two chapters and, like, I am gone. (laughs) Anyway, we were talking about the Inkheart movie. But I really want to keep going about The Book Thief. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Girl, don't pretend like you have more to say about The Book Thief. Well, now I'm going to talk about The Book Thief out of spite. (laughs) <laughs> wait, 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 no, it's not the book thief, it's the thief lord. <laughs> See? Oof, How I dare you touch me? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. Um, anyway. Ink smell. I mean, ink cart. 
Inkheart, yeah. So what was the Inkheart movie like? Okay, well, I don't remember much because I watched it one time. And like, the thing about me is like, I'm absolutely insufferable when I've seen the books. I mean, I've read the books and then read the, uh, watched the movie. Because um, I'm like very much, and the books, this is what happened and that that's not accurate and like why and like even little details right of like i have a specific like image and about like what the character looks like so like if they're if they have a different hair color if they have a different eye color i'm like no actually she's supposed to have blue eyes and blah 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 like everything has to be like so so or else like i'm not i'm not about it you know yeah um so there was that and also, like, hmm, obviously there were, like, plot inconsistencies. I don't remember what, but I remember there were a lot of them. And, like, in my mind, Sophie's dad had to have, like, the most amazing voice ever in the history of voices. Because, mm-hmm. like, that was what it was all about. Was like Yeah, they call him, like, Silver Tongue or whatever. Sophie's dad is supposed to be, like, Silver Tongue. He has like the most amazing voice she describes it like velvet like butter like things happen when he speaks kind of thing and this was before he knew that he had like supernatural powers but what i got in the movie was brendan fraser (laughs) and like i'm sorry but brendan fraser is like a little dinky doink like like comedian actor and whenever i see him i'm reminded of his movie george the jungle so like in my mind he's just like the biggest buffoon and i'm like really this is silver tongue i'll be honest george of the jungle is the only movie i've seen brendan fraser in um and i loved that movie as a kid i would watch it with my brothers and we would always be like george george georgia jungle (laughs) yeah so like that was like pretty disappointing (laughs) yeah i would also be disappointed okay here's a question for you though okay who do you think should play silver tongue like who do you think has the voice for it um like benedict cumberbatch Mm. yeah yeah because benedict cumberbatch can make his voice really cool like he played smog is it smog Mm -hmm. smog Something like that. I always said smog when I read the books. And then in the movies, I think they said smog. So, yeah, he played smog in The Hobbit. And that was really cool. Like, I watched that. Is it the second Hobbit movie in the cinema? And it was really good. Like, I had goosies. Yeah, I feel like you could. I feel like you could tell Benedict Cumberbatch, like, make your voice like butter. And he could do it. I also feel like he's the right amount of handsome to be like a dad, you know, because you don't want the dad character to be too hot. But also, like, you don't want them to be ugly. And Benedict Cumberbatch is, like, he is, like, kind of ugly. He's, but, like, like, mature in a kind of hot. Way. Yeah. And, like, I don't know what I was going to say. Yeah. But anyway, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. And then for Sophie, mm. she needs to have, like, a pretty decent voice, too. Yeah. I feel like I don't know much about, like, girl actors that have good voices. I know. I, yeah. Like, I don't know about, like, child actors in general now. 
Yeah, I feel like the only child actor that I can think of is that girl McKenna Grace, who seems to play like a younger version of every single actor out there or actress out there. Yeah, she's also in Young Sheldon. I don't know if you've seen that. She played she played the younger Tanya Harding in I Tanya. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, she's like the only like child, like the only actress of that age that I know of, and I wouldn't. I don't think she should play Sophie. Like, I feel like if in a movie she would get cast as Sophie, but I don't think she should play Sophie. <gasps> you know who should play Sophie is that girl Eleven from Stranger Things. Ooh, yes. Although she might be too old now. Did you know that she got engaged? Isn't she like twelve? <laughs> she's like, I think she's almost twenty, or maybe she is in her twenties. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Millie Bobby Brown. Let's see how old yeah. she is. She was born in two thousand four, girly. She she's nineteen. Okay, so she's almost twenty. But yeah, she's engaged to a Bon Jovi. Isn't that wild? To who? Like a Bon Jovi. I don't know which one, but one of them. Like someone oh, who's her age, Jake Bongiovi, the mu- son of musician John Bon Jovi. Yeah, interesting. Bon Jovi. You'll <laughs> yep. be. Interesting. No, yeah. because like it's spelled different. It's like Bongiovi. Is it? Is it not so, spelled the same? No, I think like Bon Jovi is like the stage name of uh. Bongiovi. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're so right. Yeah. yeah I've just right. always seen I've always seen people post it as like, like I saw someone post like imagine your first husband being a Bon Jovi, but they spelled it Bon Jovi. I wonder why they're getting married so young. Maybe they're in love. Yeah. Or maybe they just want to be married. I don't know. That is a good question, though. Maybe we should ask her. Get her on the potty, Millie Bobby Brown. You want to be on our potty and tell us why you're getting married? And also tell us if you would play uh, the, Sophie. the Sophie from Inkheart, but also like you're probably too old because you're 19. <laughs> okay, so there was another- That was a rabbit hole. <laughs> that was such a rabbit hole. Like, honestly, we need it because I don't know if we have enough content for this whole podcast. <laughs> okay, so there's two other books of Cornelia Funkas that I've- well, one other book that I've definitely read, one that I might have read. So I was looking, I was looking through like all the books she'd she'd written as like, you know, research for the potty. And there's one called Igraine the Brave that like rings a bell in the back of my head. And I know I've heard of it. And I think I might have read it. I'm pausing while you type because I don't want the thump thump sounds in the back. <laughs> Sorry. Um and I think I might have read it, but I I just cannot remember if I have or not. So there's that one. Um, but I think there's like pigs involved. And yeah. Yeah. Like this girl's parents get turned into pigs or something. I don't know. I, yeah. So I feel like maybe it was one of those books that I like read in a single day and just don't remember anything about. Yeah, I bet. I bet you have read it. You know what I miss? What? I miss reading children's books. Yeah. They're so great and like wholesome and like, why can't we believe in the magical again? Like, why are we reading these like super dry books that are, I guess they are like really good or whatever and like so mature and like we all have to mature, but like children's books slap. 
Yeah. It's like, why are we reading Myth of Sisyphus when we could be reading Igre and the Brave? We could be reading Igre and the Brave. We could be reading The Griffin's Feather and whatever the frick. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we could be reading Dragon Rider or like any of its sequels, you know? Yeah, the Aurelia curse is what you were thinking of. Also, why did you apologize for saying frick? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want a Cornelia Funka book that's like slightly for a slightly older audience, um, there is one. It's uh called Reckless. Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, oh, and also Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, I was thinking of the one that I've read, which is called Reckless, and it's about this boy who like this guy who like goes through a mirror, and like also his brother goes through it. It's like something he got from his his dad, um, and his brother like gets turned to the stone creature, and he has to like save him or something. It's like a little more intense than her sort her like middle grade books, um, and it's like it's decent. I would say not as good. Like it's. I, I would say she's better at writing, like, middle grade than she is at writing YA. But it is, like, a little foray in that direction. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm quite interested in us putting Pan's Labyrinth on the potty. Mm. Yeah, so Cornelia, Cornelia Funka wrote Pan's Labyrinth with the guy who, who did the, the movie of it. Yeah. Um, after the movie came out. And I've never seen the movie Pan's Labyrinth. And apparently it's dark and the book is darker. You know what we should do, Jenny, is we should watch the movie together and read the book together and like and just talk about it on the body. Yeah, because yeah. Like, I don't think they do. I'm sure it's been done before. Maybe like in the back of my mind, I think that this has been done before. But like it's quite unusual to have a movie out and then the book, you know? Yeah, I would say it's it's much more common to go like book than movie. Um, yeah, and in my head, the only like movie and then book situations I can think of are like Star Wars, <laughs> and I don't like I don't think of the Star Wars books because I know they're out there somewhere in the ether. Like I don't think they're high literature. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not for me either, girly. Yeah. Okay, here's my question, and this is like okay. off not on the discussion guide at all but like it's just like a question that i have for you okay how do you feel about like you know i think this is a little bit of a cash grab in my opinion but like i don't want to you know what i'm not gonna i already said my opinion but like how do you feel about authors who have like a book series out and then they come out with like all of these extra like tiny little short stories that are like part of the lore but you can take them or leave them I mean, it is probably kind of a cash grab, mm -hmm. but part of me is also like, can I blame them? Like, you have to make your living off of writing, and if you know it's going to sell, like, get that bag, sis. Sis, Because, like, I remember, well, Cornelia Funk doesn't do this, which, like, low-key, respect, love you, girl. But I remember, like, Rick Riordan, when he was coming out with, like, the Percy Jackson series. There were, like, three, at least three, like small books and they were called like the demigod files or something yes i got one of those i have one of had one of those books and like it was not not nearly as good as like his actual books yeah so that was like a little bit of 
cash of a cash grab because they were like little short stories and i was like this is kind of a scam like if i go on fan fiction or something i'm sure like i would see something quite similar to this um i also remember like jk rowling doing that like and that was why like the fantastic the fantastic beasts had its own franchise right because like she came out with like the seven harry potter books and then in between she had like two quote unquote textbooks that she released and one was like quidditch through the ages and the other one was fantastic beasts and where to find them ah and like as a die hard harry potter fan like back in the day like obviously i would have to i needed to get them yeah. Oh my word. Speaking of Catherine nitpicking during movies, I watched one of the Fantastic Beasts movies with her. And at this point, I did not, like, I did not realize up until this point how much of a closeted Potterhead she was. And so, like, we're watching and, like, Dumbledore shows up and he's, like, teaching this class in Newt's Commanders. And, and Catherine fi- gets all fired up and she's like, oh. <laughs> Dumbledore didn't teach defense against the dark arts. He taught transfiguration. <laughs> She was like all butthurt about this. Yeah, also, for some reason, McGonagall was there. And like, woman has to be like two years old. Like, by the time, like, in the time that the movie was set. Like, what is she doing? Like, teaching? Huh? Why is she there? And like, it's so frustrating to me because I know for a fact that J.K. Rowling, like, made the screenplay to Fantastic Beasts. Like, why are you disregarding your own lore? Whatever. But like, hello? Hello? Is she just like, oh, the people want McGonagall, so I'm going to put McGonagall in? Yeah. Little uh, sell outy in my be- in in my opinion. Also, you know what? It's like I can't judge her so much for like putting out Fantastic Beasts and Quidditch Through the Ages because I remember buying the first edition of those books. And on the – I remember inside the cover, it said that all the profits were going to charity. So I guess good for you, JK, in that one instance. <laughs> I love how since you said good for you, JK, and it sounded like you were joking you and you didn't actually care about her at all. <laughs> oh. It's like, okay, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. You know, Cornelia Funka also donates to charity. Like, she supports a hospital somewhere. I don't remember really? exactly where, but I read it on her Wikipedia page. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if you're a children's author, you have, like, so much potential to cash out. Because, like, for example, I'm going to go back to Rick Riordan again. He used to, like, sell freaking graphic novels he had like trading cards he had like um like lore books and like a little like bio for every single single character in his book like he had so much like extra stuff and like as a kid i was like oh my gosh mom i gotta get this see i didn't even realize how much extra stuff he had because i literally just got all the books at the library and read those so it was like whatever was at the library like that's what i would read oh no like i went to i don't know the filipino equivalent of the barnes and noble it was called fully booked <laughs> um and it was really good. barnes and noble <laughs> oh, oh man anyway um maybe we'll have to talk about rick Riordan on a future episode yes absolutely because like i have a lot to say and like i feel like i'm more familiar with a lot of his work yeah um than Cornelia Funk, but Cornelia Funk uh, does have like a huge place in my heart because the Dragon Rider really touched me as a kid, and I remember making a book report on it. You know, I love that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I found out some interesting things about her too. Um. Which now is I'm gonna I'm gonna in- inject here and interject here and tell you all the interesting things about her that I learned. Um. Number one, 
she started out her career in like book in the book realm as an illustrator she was an illustrator for for like a year before she started writing her own children's books really Um, yeah and so now she has this thing where she like promotes different illustrators on her website so if you go to her website there's like a, a tab about like making picture magic or something and you go over there and it like lists all these different illustrators and has like some samples of their work and stuff so if you're an author and you're looking for an illustrator to use you can like go to her page and see the ones that she's like she recommends or that she like promotes which i think is so cool um also she writes all of her first drafts by hand in a notebook Oh, that's so neat. Yeah, she's convinced. <laughs> like, when you, someone asked her about, like, her advice for authors, that was one of them. It's that she was like, write all your first drafts by hand because the computer screen will convince you that, like, you've got a work, like, you've got work that's ready to go and it's better than it is. But, like, no, you need to write your, your first drafts by hand because that won't lie to you. You know, uh, our girl Catherine Howe would say, all you need is button chair. <laughs> True 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 um she also says you should like if you're a writer you should always carry a notebook wherever you go and a pen that writes on skin in case you run out of notebook pages that sounds like emily behavior i was gonna say that is so much (laughs) emily behavior because like girl always has a notebook and always has a pen and like half the time writes on her hands or like her knees (laughs) instead of writing (laughs) on her notebook this isn't slander by the way this is just emily facts yeah um, so honestly, I feel like Emily and Cornelia Funko would get along quite well. In fact, I feel like, I feel like Emily would want to write the type of things Cornelia Funko does too, where it's like set in the real world, with like a bit of mysticism. I feel like Emily would be good at writing that. I don't know if that's what she wants to write, but I feel like she could do well with that. Yeah. And like, Emily, if you make, um, if you read children's books, like I can think of ideas, like I can be an idea man and how you can cash out. You know? Yeah. Catherine will research how all the other authors are making that bag and she will bring you that information. <laughs> yeah. Let's chase that bag. Like, hire me. I don't know. Yeah. Chase that bag. Especially if you help us get more podcast listeners so we can earn a yeah. little more money to buy our cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Like, pop off, sis. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, another interesting thing that she said, or like something, yeah, I thought it was interesting is someone asked her, um, like, uh how it is to like find the process of finding a story like what she does when she hits a wall in a story um and she said that every story is a labyrinth and like the more the better a story is the more complex the labyrinth gets um and mm-hmm. I thought that, was, that was yeah interesting like a good story is sort of hard to work your way through because there's a lot to it but it's like worthwhile it's like a maze you have to get through i don't know i thought that was cool that that is um, super cool. And that kind of reminds me of Inkheart. So like Inkheart is quite interesting because it's in the, if you read the book, like it says that Inkheart is a book. So it, Inkheart is like a book in a book. And there's one of the characters is the author of Inkheart and the evil villain that like, or like, yeah, the main antagonist in in the Inkheart book is the antagonist in the book in the book called Capricorn. And when the author comes across Capricorn, he says like, you know, there's things in the book that everyone knows, but as the author, as the one who created you, like I know so much more. And he like lists off like all of these like 
facts about Capricorn that like he didn't put in the book, but he knew it, it to be true. Yeah. And so like, even if I feel like when you're writing, like, maybe like Cornelia Funk's writing style is more of like, this is a, this is a like, straight on like point of view. But like, there's so much more going on in the background. And she thinks about that too, you know? Yeah, I feel like she does. So she's, oh, like she's creating, just, yeah. She's so good at what she does. Oh my word. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> I thought I'd anyway, uh, throw that out there. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay. Should we do? Should we do our final bit? Yes, Jenny. Can you imagine that? Like during this podcast, we were so nervous that we wouldn't be able to fill the hour. I know, and well, I feel like because of that, we just sort of let ourselves go on all these random bunny trails. <laughs> like normally I might work harder to keep us on track but it was like oh we need to fill the time (laughs) anyway go on okay so final bit we pitch a like fantasy YA book loosely based on our lives for Cornelia Funke to write what's what's the premise what's going on Ooh. okay maybe it's about two girlies Mm-hmm. And also, to be fair, like, I'm making this up as I go because I literally didn't think about this um, since our podcast meeting. But okay. Ooh, I have a proposal. Okay, you go first. Okay, it's about us, but we're like in our childhood, right? And you're in the Philippines and I'm in Oregon. And uh-huh. we, we each independently find these like magic mirrors that allow us to communicate. Like we can see each other and talk to each other. Ooh. Um, and so, like, yeah, you're there, and, like, you have your life, I'm here, and I have my life. And, yeah, we can, like, talk to each other, and then there's some, like, evil force that comes along. I don't know. Hmm. That's, that's pretty good. Um. (laughs) 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 I mean, like, it's a decent idea. Do you have, like, anything better? (laughs) I mean, it's better than any idea I've heard from you. <laughs> Magic mirrors. It beep, 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 boop, beep, boop. Here's my proposal. Okay. Is we're like two childhood best friends. And no, I got nothing. Oh my <laughs> gosh, this never happens. <laughs> That's what you get for making fun of my idea is that you have none. I'm trying to think of like how we make the everyday magical, right? And like, what if we're two girls in school and we just like, we learn something, we meet this, this, this spirit version of like what we learned, you know? Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's like an in-cart sequel. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's an in-cart sequel. No, I'm trying to think. Because, like, it's so annoying because she has, like, fantastical creatures down and, like, we can't plagiarize off that. And she has, like, imaginary things coming to life. So, like, what science, uh, fantasy angle do we have left? Yeah. And she also, I guess, already has, like, transporting mirrors because that's in Reckless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because honestly, if you hadn't mentioned like reading things to life and I was trying to think of a fantastic book and I didn't like know that it existed, I don't know if I would have come up with that. Like, I feel like she just comes up with these fun ideas out of nowhere. Yeah. Okay. Here's my proposal. Is... I, got, I also have a proposal. Okay. Because like, I'm just looking at random things in my room and I see shoes. Oh my word. I was going to say seven league boots. 
Ooh. <laughs> like a cobbler. <laughs> I like it. Give me more. <laughs> okay, let me cook for a little bit. Let me cook, baby. Um Okay, so there's this these two girls and they meet this like charming old man and he's like a cobbler and he makes shoes. Go ahead. And like he gives them a pair of shoes and like anytime they do that they go on a different adventure and like each pair of shoes does something different. Yes, I love that. Or oh my gosh, okay. I I got one because I don't think Cornelia Funk has done this yet. Um so it's like these two girls and the the man like gives them two separate shoes of that are of the same era. And when they wear them, they get to like time travel to that era for like a day. Ooh, yes. But then it's like, oh, they travel in these different times and it's like, oh, it's all so disconnected. But actually there's like a connecting storyline and they like actually save the world or whatever. Like yes. at the end, they realize like all the good that they did actually came to like do some good in the world in the in the present time. Yes. And in the end, in the end, the old man like puts on his own pairs of pair of shoes and like goes back to some better time and he leaves them the cobbler shop. Yes. Ooh, I love this. Okay. Okay. What a great story. Oh my gosh. Kevin's like, it's so great because it's not your idea. (laughs) Well, I'm the idea man and you're the killjoy. So we all have our roles. To, to be clear, like, that's, like, always the joke, is, like, I come up with, like, grandiose, like, non-realistic ideas, and then Jenny makes it possible, so. If it is possible. If it um, is possible, but, yeah. yeah. So, Mom, and I mean, then, like, know we're not fighting, we do love each other. Yeah, and, like, the joke is, like, anytime she's like, Catherine, that's so dumb, like, how is that gonna happen? I, my, my line is always, well, I'm more of an idea, man. <laughs> All right, should we end the here? Yes. Um, All right. That was a great episode. I'm kind of loving it. Yes. Anyway, this has been Idiot's Alphabet Super Boosh. Baboosh.